What's up, everybody? I hope you are all doing okay. A lawsuit coming at Bravo, a famous female rapper who auditioned at Love and Hip Hop, and Wendy Williams revealing some secret about her past. It is your boy, Messy Phil, and let's get into it! So the first story is Kim and Kanye. Kim Ye is no more. Um, apparently the couple has called it has called it quit. Um, and they're divorcing. Basically, that's the story. I wish I could say that I was surprised, but I, I don't think nobody is. If anything, everybody's surprised that they stay married for that long because, um. Let's do this like this. When Kim started dating Kanye, and I never thought that she didn't like him or she hated him or something, but let's be real. Had this been regular schmegular Joe from the street, she wouldn't have paid him no mind. And obviously, she's of a certain stature, so she shouldn't downplay herself. But what I'm saying is, she, the Kardashians have been known, especially Kim Kardashian, to be on the come up so since it was Kanye West and it was uh, he he's a notorious rapper and um, she was then black dudes like that trying to get into the culture um, that's what she did and then I think spending time more and more time together obviously you have no other choice but to fall in love with each other or at least tolerate each other and I think that was that but I don't think that the beginning of the relationship was too genuine it may have become genuine along the way. It's never um, funny to see a couple break up nonetheless, but nobody is surprised. Now, as far as the when the rumors started uh, going around, there was another one that uh, the reason they were getting a divorce is because um, Kanye had cheated on Kim with uh, Jeffrey Star. Like that was that was crazy and totally out of space to even believe so that obviously is untrue but apparently they are getting a divorce and um i mean it's sad but like i said it's not surprising and apparently kim is trying to get the whole custody of the children because as we know kanye is um has been I don't think I don't know if he has been uh, diagnosed with bipolarism, but he has been diagnosed with something. So I think she's trying to play on that to get the custody of um, all the children. I think um, personally, I think I don't know. Obviously, he should be allowed to see his children, but I think it depends on his state, on his mental state, if he's willing to do the work, and only the inside can know. Um, obviously, it should be able to see the children. Now, the degree at which it should be allowed to see the children will depend on his mental state, and only the the insiders and the doctors will know. So, I wish them the best. So, next story we have Miss Mariah Huck, married and medicine reality star, um, who's filing a lawsuit against Bravo, and she's filing an, an intellectual and property lawsuit. Um, basically, Mariah Marriott, uh, Married to Medicine, as you all know, is a, a fun reality show about um, about doctors and doctor wives. 
um, doing a reality show together and it's a real housewives type where they get together and have lunch and bicker and fight and all of that. And um, Mariah has been the one who suggested the show to Bravo and she feels like she hasn't gotten the credit and the salary that she did deserve. Um, what I will say about that though is that Apparently from Miss Heavenly, because um, Heavenly is another cast member on the show, and she too has a YouTube channel, and she speaks, she spoke on um, the Mariah situation, and yes, Heavenly and Mariah aren't, aren't on the best of terms, so obviously the speaking up of the situation wasn't going to be too warm, but what Heavenly basically said is that when Mariah entered the scene of this show, they offered her two deals. They offered her um, an EP deal and they offered her a cast member deal. And the cast member deal paid more money up front, so she took the cast member deal. So if you took the deal that, um, that led up to you having this type of money that you're not complaining about, you can't really complain about it because this is legal, then the legal right to do that. Now, is it right it's another debate but is it legal apparently it's debate if that's the truth so unfortunately maybe it was smarter to take the ep deal and you took the cast member deal so it is that but what i will say about uh, miss mariah huck is that i do applaud her for moving in silence because you had heard there were rumors that mariah was doing something against Bravo and complaining against Bravo, but it wasn't upfront until now we see that she's filed a lawsuit. And Nini Leaks could take notes because Nini has been so out that people are just turned off by her. And yes, we know Bravo has issues, um, i.e. with Monique Samuels, the way they treated her last season and at the reunion. But with Nini, it's right message, wrong messenger, because Nini, you have not shown the best behavior on the show. And Mariah hasn't shown the best behavior, but what Mariah has has done is stop her bad behavior for when she was not on the show, not complain about Bravo, at least outright and out loud, and now she's coming up with a lawsuit, so she's moved in silence. But with you, Nini, it's kind of hard to get on your side because we know your behavior and you don't stop and then you don't say all the details. You want people to be on the side, but you don't say all the details. Like, um, everything is not for social media. Like, you're not like a, a, a YouTuber that I like to watch who's called Lovely T. She always says everything is not for social media, excuse me. And she's very right because... If you're going to put stuff on social media, obviously people are going to have comments about it and questions. And you can just then say, no, I don't feel comfortable talking about it. Then why did you bring it on social media in the first place? So that was the positive aspect that I wanted to say about Mariah Huck. I do applaud her for um, moving the way she has because there's nothing like moving in silence and then hitting where it hurts. And I hope she's going to get the credit that she feels she deserves. And I hope she's going to get some closure with that. Because at this point, I feel like she's not coming back onto the show. And I don't know if she has she has 
some EP credit of if she has any type of control over the show. But um, the front part of it is done. So I hope, so this is most likely the conclusion of it all. And I hope that the conclusion will satisfy Miss Mariah Huck. Good luck on your journey. And next we have Basketball Wives or Guilty Pleasure that's coming back to our screen on February 9th. I will be watching and reviewing that show. Um, that show is is good to watch but kind of triggering because that show to me is if Atlanta didn't have any accountability and that's that. There's no accountability given to um, to Evelyn because she's friends with Shawnee and Shawnee lets everything ride. We were speaking about Mariah just earlier. Shawnee is Mariah with no limits because Mariah at least on Bravo, they cannot. If you're a cast member, you cannot have the upper hand uh, on other cast members, even if you're the EP or the one who brought up the show. But uh, for Shawnee, she still has the upper hand. Y'all remember how she fired Brandy over just calling her a bitch, right? And she has the upper hand, and the way they treated OG like Susan was totally wrong. Don't get me wrong, OG had a fair share of wrong and she was aggressive at times but she was not the only one that was aggressive that was a point as far as the colorism issues that um og said um, they treated her bad because she's a dark skin and the other ones are light skin or even latina i don't think that was the case she that was that was a rich but um they do have favoritism and i don't think it has much to do with the color it has more to do with the fact that evelyn is the boss's friend aka um shawnee and they do need to resolve that we do need to see some kind of accountability on this show because from the comments that i see people are kind of turned on uh, turned off excuse me by basketball wives because it's just a show where there's no accountability and i think people are starting to get tired because it's just mean girls being mean now i will say that obviously jackie christie is like to me she always wrong as hell, but she's right as hell to me because she she's just so funny that you let stuff ride. So Jackie is like um I can't wait to see her back on my screen. Jennifer is coming back. I don't know why you would you would be coming back when they treated you like that. And that was rightfully so because Jennifer did some horrible thing on the show. Well she did she didn't do it on the show but it was brought up on the show so she did deserve it but uh, Jennifer, like, I don't know if you need the money, but I don't know. I wouldn't come back with those bitches. Uh, Malaysia. Here's what I would say to Malaysia. I hope that Malaysia is coming back with some good spirit because I initially liked Malaysia. Because, let me tell you, Malaysia is very pretty. And when you're that pretty, to me, it is so easy to be mean. A.K.A. I.E. Evelyn. But... Malaysia is pretty and she's not a mean girl. If you see, Malaysia is not the type that will come and try to bash you about your outfit or your looks. She will embrace you until you don't embrace her back and then she'll come give you what you came for, okay? But Malaysia to me is a sweet girl. But last season she was very biased with the whole CC and Christian situation. She was clearly on Christian's side, which is okay, but um, how you gonna say... Because she was like, yeah, if OG hits uh, Kristen, he's my cousin, I might have to fuck her up. But then um, Evelyn was running on CC and you didn't do shit. So 
make it make sense. But I hope this season is going to be better. From the trailer, we see that Jackie and Malaysia have a conversation. So I hope that they do talk out the issues because the issue wasn't that bad. Um, what the issue that they had was that... Um, was that Jackie was saying that someone on Instagram was texting her about some rumors about Malaysia and her children. And granted, if I was Malaysia, I would be pissed as hell because I don't need you to bring on the show what someone has said in the DMs. Like, are, the, are your storyline, is your storyline so dry? But um, I feel like this could have been just a conversation. This got escalated by the other woman, especially Evelyn, who always plays double... Um, like she always like say something in someone's here and then say something in the adversary's here, so you can never resolve anything. Um, but this could have been squashed, and I hope it's gonna be squashed because I hope we're not bringing the storyline, not dragging the storyline onto this season. So the uh, basketball wives are coming back on February 9th, and I hope y'all will be watching. I will be, and I will be reviewing it as well. So the next story is Sex and the City, our beloved series that I never watched, but I watched uh, many um, reviews about it, and I watched many, um, how do you say that, snippets about it. So I know enough without knowing enough, but um, this series is coming back. Um, for a revival on HBO Max for 10 half-hour episodes. Um, this will be a Samantha-less show. As we know that um, Kim, Kim Cattrall has a problem with... Um, I don't know if it's the whole cast, but she clearly has a problem with um, Sarah Jessica Parker, and she has made it known. So I think she has a problem with the production as well. I do remember that there was a third movie that was supposed to be produced and everybody was on board with this production like it was supposed to start and Kim Cattrall canceled it all. I do remember that. Um, so I think at this point she, she just does not want to have anything to do with the show and it is what it is. Not everybody has to be friends, and not everybody is happy about their past experiences, unfortunately. We all hope that it could have been better, but it's not. So let's just move along. We're hoping the best for everybody, and hopefully the series can stand can stand up on its own without Kim Control. And it's, it's only going to be 10 episodes. I don't know if it's going to be re renewed, but if it is, that means that uh, Samantha... Well, I'm not saying that she's not important, but the series can go on without her. So, we're going to see. So, the next story is our dear Cynthia Bailey, RHOA star, who is filing a lawsuit against her ex-husband, Peter Thomas. Um, the, the story goes like this. Um, Peter Thomas and Cynthia Bailey, I guess Peter was um, purchasing a property in Atlanta three years ago, and so he wanted Cynthia to be an investor or a loaner, so Cynthia accepted, and he was supposed to pay her back three years later, so now, three years later, it didn't happen, it didn't pay back, from what Cynthia has been saying to Wendy Williams, so her lawyer hit up um, Peter's lawyer, and um, now it is a lawsuit that's been filed. Um, maybe... 
let's give Peter the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he just forgot because it was so many loans and you know sometimes you can just forget to pay someone. I don't know what the amount is, but maybe it was just a forgetful situation. And Cynthia, on the other hand, is no longer married to Peter. She's married to Mike Hill, so I understand why she would be like, and Mike also would be like, you have um, an unresolved financial situation with your ex. Can we get that resolved and move the fuck on with our lives? So understand both parties if we give Peter the benefits of the doubt. The problem with Peter is that this is not a one-time thing because from what I remember, he also had problems with checks that would um, not be real and not be able to be cashed because they were fake. So the now the public is looking at you sideways because you're always in some financial situation. So if it was a one-time thing, maybe we could be like, okay, this happens to everybody. But at some point, it's starting to look Connery-ish. So I don't know. Good luck in court, y'all. Next story, we have Megan McCain, um, a host on The View who was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy, and she was asked about um, about Kelly Dodd, um, a star from Real Size of Orange County, and Megan said that she used to be Kelly's biggest fan until she was on Watch What Happens Live with her, and uh, Kelly was so mean with her, and that turned her all the way off. And um, I remember when she was on Real, uh, Watch What Happens Live, sorry, with Kelly, and Kelly was very weird even on camera, so I don't even want to imagine what was happening behind the scenes, but yes, Kelly, she, she clearly had some drinks, she clearly had some drinks, and maybe she doesn't control well uh, alcohol, um, I don't watch Real of Orange County, but I do watch some snippets, and Kelly is a very antagonizing person, I would say that, and she's not even your typical antagonizing, because she has said some racial um, insensitive remarks. Um, she played, she did a joke about the Black Lives Matter, and when people called her out on that, she apologized, but then withdrew her apology and said that it was only a PR who told her to apologize and that people needed to chill and whatever, whatever, whatever. So I'm not really a fan of Kelly Dodd. And do you know how annoying you have to be to be next to Meghan McCain and still? look annoying because um i like megan but she's she can be annoying as hell and um she i remember that interview when she was with megan and she kept cutting off megan and she kept she was clearly drunk but she kept making annoying remarks and then she said i think it was supposed to be a compliment that turned dark but she was saying that uh, megan mccain was a trust fund baby that she didn't uh, work a day in her life and etc and um megan was being quiet she wasn't too much responding but you could feel that the tension was weird so um kelly you have one less fan and um quite frankly nobody cares because you're a disgusting human being anyway so yeah whatever next story so next we have Gail King versus Soho Karen. So if you guys don't know, Soho Karen is a girl, uh, I think she's 21 or 22 year old girl, 
who was yelling at a 14-year-old boy in a hotel, a 14-year-old black boy, if I may add, in a, in a hotel, because her phone had disappeared and she thought that he had stolen her phone. Obviously, there are like plenty of people around, but you choose the one black boy to say that he has stolen your phone. Have you seen him steal it or do you have any proof? No, because you can come up to someone and be like, have you seen my phone? But if that person says no, you can only take their word for it. What you're going to do, you're going to make him strip. Are you going to check on his bag? And she was very... um she was very condescending and she was very like, yeah, um, give me back my phone, even though he says that uh, they, she does not have, he does not have her phone and she was making him um, um, uncomfortable, obviously. And um, turns out he didn't have a phone. Shocker. A black man can not be a thief. Shocker. And um, so now she's on the interview. Obviously, she has got some backlash and she's on an interview with um, Gail, and um, the story is not even about, let's say this was the pre-story, now she's on an interview with Gail, and um, she's being disrespectful as fuck, like, I don't understand, she, you should be the humble the fuck on right now, like, I don't understand, she's on uh, an interview with Gail, and her whole argument is that she's a child, and um, people shouldn't give her this much backlash, but I don't understand, you weren't a child when you were attacking this person who's way younger than you, because a girl's point was that uh, you basically gave him trauma, some sort of trauma, like for accusing him about something that he didn't do, and she was like, well, uh, we are the same uh, in the same age bracket, and I'm getting trauma as well for getting attacked. Yes, but the difference is, first of all, you are not in the same age bracket because I am 22 and my little sister is 15. I am 23, sorry. My, my little sister is 15, and I would never say that I'm in the same age bracket as her because it's just not. There's a nine-year difference, so you cannot say that you're in the same age bracket. If you want to say that you're both young, you're both young, but you're obviously more evolved than him and more mature. That's one. And the second part is that he did not do anything to deserve that type of, not backlash, but that type of um, reprimand from you. You did everything to deserve the backlash that you're getting, so you need to be humble. She, so she was on inter, an interview with Gail, and Gail was explaining all that to her, and then she says, all right, Gail, shut up. And I'm like, um... Okay, who is the interviewer here? Who the fuck do you think you are? And you, you lucky that girl is the right type of auntie because you would have gone another someone else and they would have whooped your ass, like job or not. I am not kidding. And then she want to cry. And then now she want to use the defense that she's Latina so she cannot be racist. First of all, yes, Latino people can be racist. Everybody has the capacity to be a racist. And second off, you are white-looking, okay? Stop acting like everybody want to claim they're 1% of black when it's convenient. You are white-looking, so don't act like you have lived one day in your life as a black woman or felt felt the, the oppression that black people have been feeling. No, you have not. All you can do right now is apologize and at least try to look like you mean it. At least do that. But with this response, how you want people to stop um, giving you backlash 
when you can even receive when someone is trying to explain to you what you did wrong. Like, make that make sense. And then we have Megan Thee Stallion, um, an old footage of her um, surfaced where she was auditioning to be a part of the Love and Hip Hop franchise. And, um, well, obviously she never was a part of that, but in that footage she said she spoke uh, success into existence. She said a lot of things that is happening right now. She said that I'm, I am going to become an household name um, when you're going to talk about the greatest that has that I've never been you uh, I am gonna be in that conversation and she's getting there and she is starting to become an, a household name and she didn't have she didn't need love and hip hop after all to do that so we are very proud of her and um so it all turned out for the best she it wasn't taken for love and hip hop but she was taken to do greater and bigger things but I am wondering if that person um, on the Love and Hip Hop team who were part of the team to recruit people when Megan was auditioning, how do they feel? Are they, I'm wondering if they're like, um, it is what it is and what's meant to be is meant to be and what's not is not, or if they're really like biting their nails on this one because y'all missed out on the great bag. But um, for me, maybe they didn't miss out on the bag because maybe had uh, Megan been on the show, maybe she wouldn't have been that big, you know, maybe not everybody is meant for reality TV because some people, when they get on reality TV, um, the public gets all the way turned off by them. Some people are like that, like um, their personality don't really vibe. Some celebrities, it's really a matter of um, not knowing them. Some celebrities, it's really the mystery. And then when you get to know them, they're not that great. So maybe it was for the best. I'm just saying. All right, next story we have Dominique Lenard. If you guys don't know who Dominique Lenard is, she was featured on the Basketball Wives show last season and the season before that, I believe. Um, I'm not sure, but last season she was definitely on the show. And she was introduced as Jennifer Williams' friend. And um, now she has gone on Instagram Live to basically say that her and Jennifer don't fell out and they are no longer friends and that she, um, many people were telling her that Jennifer Williams was not a good friend, but she was still running out for her good friend. She was still being loyal and now she sees that she's not a good friend. She hasn't gone into details about what happened between them, but it is what it is. Friendships do fall out. Um, what I would say is that I'm not surprised that Jennifer wouldn't be a good friend. She wasn't a good friend to Evelyn or Shawnee on the show. She was just looking out for her, and she seems very sneaky. So, um, unfortunately, Jennifer, it doesn't look good for you. Like I said, I don't know why you're coming back, but maybe it's for the check. Dominic um, was in a very, very, very special situation last season because she was coming up, like she's saying on her life, she was coming up as the up. And many people didn't understand what the up meant. But I think what she means is she was coming up as a competition. Because, as the opposition, sorry. Because um, Jennifer was clearly against the wall last season. Like she had practically nobody fucked with her. And definitely not the mean girls crew that everybody's trying to fuck with. And um, so 
Dominic coming on as Jennifer's friend, obviously nobody's going to fuck with her as well, but she still had a girl's back. So I don't know what happened. Maybe it was legitimate for Jennifer to not be friends with her. Maybe it's Dominic who's in the right. Um, from the outside looking in, it looks like Jennifer, you can keep your friends because you're just sneaky. That's what it looks like on the TV show. That's what it looks like. So obviously, whenever we're going to hear that, we're going to think, okay, what did Jennifer do now? So um, now that you don't even have Dominic, I'm wondering what you're going to do to to stay on the show, girl. Like, forget a hot seat. Your seat must be sweating like hot pepper, okay? And then we have um, The Real Size of New Jersey. The season trailer just dropped, and it seems pipe and hot. Um, So from what I gathered, the main storyline, one of the main storylines this season is Margaret, um, one of the castmates, apparently her husband be chilling on her. Um, From what we see on the previews, it seems like Teresa is the one that told Margaret that her husband was cheating on her, which led to Margaret um, going off on her husband. And then we see another castmate, I forgot her name, but she's blonde as well. And she went to see Teresa and she was like, I need you to tell her that this was a lie. So I don't know. That's very, um, what I'm guessing happened, and I can only guess from what, we see now is that maybe Teresa had heard had heard it from the blogs and then she reported it to Margaret. But the problem is that these girls like to report that like this is true shit. You should just say I heard it on the blogs. I saw it on the blogs. You shouldn't say yeah, um, it's chin on you and not give any context if you just saw it on the blogs because you can see anything on the blogs. The other thing that we see it seems like cheating is the common denominator uh, is the common theme this season because we see also between Joe and Melissa that there's some cheatation and once again it's Teresa that's involved because she's saying um, that Melissa has been talking to um, someone all day. I don't remember who it was but um, Melissa has been texting to someone all day and we see that Joe is obviously not happy about it. But um, what I will say is this, Teresa, you should get out of people's marriages. Granted, your marriage is already over, so there's not much to ruin. But if you think that this is it, you're widely mistaken because you may want to get remarried in the future. Or if not, you may want to find love in the future. And whatever you do, do come back. So... Um, if you're that much involved in other people's marriages, and I hope these are not lies, but if those happen to be lies that you're spreading, it can come back to bite you in the ass 10 times more. So that's why my advice is always to stay out of people's marriages, stay out of people's relationship, because um, first of all, people are very defensive about their partner, um, rightfully so. And second of all, Come back and just come back to bite you in the ass. So, um, the new season is dropping in February, and we're gonna see it. Um, I love me some New Jersey. I don't watch New Jersey as well, but I 
watch a snippet and Teresa for all the messiness that she is she's also very very entertaining so i love watching Teresa and the whole dynamic i feel like the cast feel well together and i just love watching them so we're gonna see so next story we have bruce willis who's been kicked out of a pharmacy because he refused to what just wear his damn mask <sighs> there isn't much to say to me it's just celebrity privilege and i don't even want to say white privilege but celebrity privilege at its finest well it's not privilege since he was kicked out but the fact that um because he was asked to wear a mask and instead of just wearing a mask he rolled his eyes and headed out so he wasn't really kicked out but it's either you wear a mask and stay or either you don't wear a mask and have to leave and he chose to leave and uh, but the fact that he rolled his eyes turns me off like um why would you think that in the middle of a pandemic when everybody is wearing his mask you would be allowed to not wear your mask and why would he think that it's because he's a celebrity and he's probably um used to get privilege when people don't he's probably used to get away with stuff when people don't and he thought that it was going to work now that he was going to be able to just walk in the pharmacy with no mask on nobody was going to check him and when he got checked it was like um instead of being respectful and instead of being understanding he rolled his eyes like you deserve special treatment so um that turned me off that turned a lot of people off and with this pandemic um people are really starting to see celebrities for who they are for some celebrities because um a lot of people are financially touched by that and not only that but health wise and the fact that you just think that you can walk into a pharmacy with no mask on and have the audacity to roll your eyes when someone asks you to wear one like you like the demon has come out of nowhere and you don't understand why you're being asked to wear your mask like it's bananas to me the privilege that this person has to be living in to think that in a pandemic they should not obliged to the same rules that everybody is obliging to like it tells you everything so for the last story we have miss wendy williams who's about to release her lifetime biopic as you guys know and so i guess she was on um a, a marketing tour to promote her upcoming movie and she revealed um information that nobody had known before but apparently she was raped by the late R&B singer Sherik now um like i just said Sherik is no longer with us but his wife is his widow is very much with us and his children as well so i'm wondering how they taking it and i'm wondering how it's going to pan out in the movie it's very unfortunate that this has happened to her and it's very unfortunate that this happens to actually a lot of women it's unfortunate that this is a thing that a lot of women can relate to and some don't even know that it's rape that's the most it's so common that some don't know that it is called rapes that's the the most unfortunate of it all so um i am very curious to see how this will all pan out and if the widow ends up talking 
and I guess we will just see. So that was my hot take on the hot topics of the day. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you liked it. Don't forget to share it with everybody you know that might like it or even the ones that might not like it because you might be surprised. Thank you again for listening. Don't forget to follow me on social media and I will talk to you next time. Yeah.